right, so welcome to episode two of The Bricklayers. Uh, here with me is Zach Holler. How you doing, Zach? Doing pretty well, man. How about yourself? Uh, pretty brutal after that Celtics game. <laughs> hate, hate to see Rondo put us down the way he did, but, you know, if it's going to be anybody, I'm glad it's Rondo, I guess. I never liked Rondo, so that just stung even more. Uh, I was a big Rondo And guy. the fact that it was a jump shot, like, you never hit that. Did you see his step back three? Yeah, no, he had a couple threes. He, he played well tonight. It was it was on national TV. So of course, of course, he's going to show up to play. I mean, why wouldn't he? But um, besides that, had a pretty crazy trade deadline in the last couple of days. Also, a lot of stuff happening that we'll we'll get to. Uh, how do you want to start this? I figure we just start at the... oh, with a story, dude. I had a men's league game tonight, and my knees are killing me. Oh, but last week you said they were good. You didn't even have to ice. No, I'm I'm feeling it right now. New week, new knees, I guess, huh? Yeah, but I was I was laying some bricks, so it was making me think of uh, uh, self-deprecation that we, that we right. enjoy. I had a nice air ball. It was so fucking gross. Oh god, yeah. we took it out, but regardless, win. No, nah, we took it out, um, and then I had to work scoreboard because that's what I do for the league and. Uh, I was just watching. I was just watching the Celts on my phone pretty much like the whole time, so that wasn't too bad until obviously Rondo crushed my heart. Yeah, that was tough. Um, but all right, so I say we start um, chronologically, I guess. So we'll start with with the Porzingis deal. Um, what were your initial takeaways from from the? Is this uh, is this your favorite deal? Would you say the Mavericks are the biggest winners? Um. I I actually I'm not sure who I would say is the biggest winner. All right, when we get to your favorite deal for a team, point it out to me. I will say that I don't think it's it's the Mavericks because I think obviously the upside to this trade is incredible with pairing um Porzingis and and Doncic, but mm-hmm. which is awesome by the way, especially with Dirk there on his way out. It's pretty awesome to have those three European legends you know, on the same team, but. There's a lot of risk with Luke a is guy. 19, and you're calling him a legend. Okay, I'm not well, objecting though. He's a, he's a European legend already. You know, he will be. Yes, he, he's he's very impressive. But um, I feel like there's a little bit of risk though because we don't know how Porzingis is going to come back, especially a guy who's seven three and is like pretty mobile. I mean, I know athletes recover pretty well from the ACL injuries today um, in today's day and age, but a little bit of risk. But overall, obviously, I love it because of what the potential is. And I didn't hate this for the Knicks either. How did you feel about it for the Knicks? I hated it. You didn't like it? I hated it, dude. Yeah. Oh. Um, Christophs Porzingis is a top 25 player in the NBA. And those are pretty few and far between. And to trade one of those away for Dennis Smith Jr., expiring contracts, and what was it, one pick, two picks maybe? Yeah, two first-round picks, yeah. Two first-round picks. The Mavericks are going to be in the playoffs those years. Um, yeah, mid-20s probably. Yeah, like so you got a couple, at best, like 15th overall picks. Okay, uh, so. And I, and I love, I'm a, I, I think Dennis Smith can still be good, but he can't be a top 25 player, and neither can any of the draft picks. So you just gave up an elite guy for no elite guys. A very small chance Dennis Smith is one. All right. Well, I don't think anything you said there was false. The only thing I have to say is that I fully can't call this a good or a bad trade till post free agency, because they cleared the cap space, and if they get Kevin Durant, then that's a yeah, brilliant. They're just trade. not getting Kevin Durant. 
Okay, I wouldn't rule it out. I think KD's already bouncing from from the Bay Area. I don't think he's staying. That's crazy. No. Uh, all right, well, we'll see what happens come free agency. But Who I has a better even... argument than Steph? He just has to say, dude, let's go win three more. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with Durant, he thought that when he would win a title, everybody would get off his back. But at low-key, just put everybody on his back a little more. So I think he, he – I don't know. This is all speculation, but I feel like he, has, he feels like he has something to prove. And if he goes to New York and, like, teams up with someone else – it could be that's the most brilliant trade ever, but that a lot has to fall into yeah. play in order for that to happen. If they get Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, who they won't get either, that's yeah, the only won't. way this trade comes out as a win for the Nets. Totally agree. And if they don't get anybody, then yeah, like you said, they're looking at Dennis Smith Jr., who could be pretty good, but he's no sure thing. They'll mess him up. They're the Nets. Him and him and Frank Neilakino, that could low key be a pretty cool backcourt because Neilakino, I feel like will s- struggle if he's not off ball, so that gives them the option to put him off ball, and he's a great defender. But you're looking at they already waived Wes Matthews, so you're looking at pretty old DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith, and two mid first round picks for Porzingis. Like you said, you're taking Porzingis every time. Yeah, yeah. I just I just thought the Knicks could have gotten so much more um, if they shopped him around. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Like I feel like Sacramento could have given you a lot more. Um, like just they didn't talk to anybody other than like New Orleans and Dallas. It feels like, right? Um, but no. And and I want to add uh, the the Knicks. Just let, one last point on the Knicks. They're gonna end up with like Kemba and Tobias Harris, and it's gonna be so fun. Oh, that's... They're going in. All the fans are like Kyrie and KD. They're gonna end up with like Kemba and Tobias and win like forty games. Yeah, no, I totally that it seems like a very plausible outcome. But flipping it to the Maverick side, I like Tim Hardaway. I know everybody hates that contract, but you know, as a third guy or third or fourth option, I feel like Hardaway will be way better as opposed to being probably the second option he was in New York. Yeah. I like I like Hardaway for them. And Burke and Lee are rotation players. And the Hardaway contract is not that bad because you just um, shipped out Barnes, but we'll get to that later. And Luca's um, on his rookie deal, so like you can eat to Tim Hardaway for a couple of years. You're not right, exactly. as much as you should be. All right. Um, and then this next trade on the list I have that we will not spend much time on is uh, the Blazers get Rodney Hood, and the Cavs get uh, Wade Baldwin and Stauskas and a couple second-round picks. But they move teams again. I don't really care about that trade, though, honestly doesn't really affect anybody, right? No. I mean, like, Rodney Hood could be a decent guy off the bench for Portland in the playoffs, but that's, like, best-case scenario. I'm watching Portland right now, and they don't have – I mean, like, they have a decent bench, so I don't even know where he fits, but, yeah. Yeah, he's – yeah, that's not – I I really bought a lot of Rodney Hood stock the year that Hayward left after he had a good year, and, boy, he let me down. Um, And then – That's all we need to say on Rodney Hood. (laughs) Lakers trade – for Reggie Bullock, they trade Svi Mikhailu and a second-round pick. I guess they were just looking – Lakers are looking for some spacing. I like Svi. I like him a lot. Yeah, he won – what did he win? Summer League MVP? I think so. He, every time I watched the Lakers and he got minimal minutes, he was hitting his open threes. Yeah, um, he might be a defensive liability, but yeah, I have like watched enough of him at the NBA level to know that. Yeah. Um, Bullock's not bad, but that's not – it's pretty – 
It's a pretty insignificant move in the grand scheme of things. Unlike this one, the Clippers trading um, Tobias Harris to the 76ers for with Boban and Mike Scott for Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, Mike Muscala, two first-round picks, and two second-round picks. How do, you, how do you feel about this one? This was the best move of the deadline. I agree. They I totally made agree. the best move of the deadline. For both teams, honestly. Oh, okay. I, I agree. I mean, like, yes, because Harris would have left L.A., I think, because um, L.A. didn't want to pay him. Right. Um, he's just, But he, that's how well he's playing, that they don't want to play, pay him. Shoots over 50%. He doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. Um, yeah, no, and he's a perfect fit for the Sixers. They match up well with the Celtics now. They match up much better with the Raptors now. Great move for them. The East got a lot more interesting over the past 48 hours, I feel like. I don't feel like I know that it got more interesting. I mean, like if I could draw up like a solid today power forward, like if I could make like the all around today stretch power forward, it's Tobias Harris. Yeah, if you're looking for um, mostly offensive production. Oh, I'm you not, don't like his defense? I mean, he's not. He's not like a he's not a chair. Like he can't drive by him super easy, but I don't think he's um I don't know if he's necessarily a positive defensively, but he's a big enough body. I think he can guard Marcus Morris, Pascal Siakam, and like whoever and I guess Nikola Miritich now. Like he can guard any of the other elite power forwards in the on the power forwards on elite teams in the East. So. Yeah, he's not he's not like a complete mismatch defensively. Um, I'm just really looking for negative, so I'm not like freaking out as a Celtics fan, obviously. But uh, but um, how do you feel about the Clippers though? I think, I mean, did you, Shamit played great in, in in the minutes that he got this year so far? Have you seen any of him? I think that's a great get for. Uh, I I'm I'm actually anti Shamit. I saw after the trade, I saw a lot of love for Shamit, like on Twitter and whatnot, and I was pretty surprised, honestly. Um, I mean, like he'll be a decent role player, I guess, but I don't see him like developing into much more than that. For the Clippers, this was really the cap space, you know. Um, the cap space and the draft capital and the salary dump. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because um, if the if the Raptors don't go to the finals, I think Kawhi's gone. And I don't think he wants to play with LeBron, and he wants to be in L.A. Ta-da. Yep, perfect situation. Yeah, I think that's a – I feel like that's probably a – if Kawhi Lee is, I feel like the Clippers is the place he'll go. But honestly, at this point in the NBA, anything could happen. So I'm not going to try and say that that's going to happen. But that is very, I feel like, a realistic place for him. But – Shamit and Shy, I mean, they both their their strengths go perfectly with each other's weaknesses. You know, like Shy's not a great shooter. Shy Gilgis Alexander, I'm talking. Um, not a great shooter, but Shamit's knockdown learned a lot from JJ Reddick. Clearly, moving off the ball, he's a pretty good defender, but he's small. But Shy's pretty big, six six, long arms, great defender. I feel like they're actually gonna be pretty fun to watch, honestly. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I like Gilgis Alexander. Um, he's really solid. Yeah, the, the but, Clippers have a decent direction. I just really, I, I was shocked. Tobias Harris is just so, so good. Yeah, that I, I didn't see it coming. But do you think? Last question on the Clippers. Do you think they are gonna lose a lot of games now and maybe be in the lottery and looking at a higher draft pick, or do you think 
um, it will convey and miss the lottery, and the Celtics will get it because the Celtics have their pick. Um, no, no they'll be in the lottery. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. No way. So you don't. So the Celtics don't get that pick then. So that yeah. So they get it. I believe it goes to next year, but it's also lottery protected again. Then that's what, then I think essentially the Clippers pretty much just traded for three first round picks, didn't they? Yeah, 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 definitely. Pretty smooth move right there by uh, their own. by Jerry West. But uh, if it doesn't convey next year either, it turns into two second round picks, and that'd be a big hit to. All these yeah, have. Celts mm. needed it this year, and they really did for the summertime for the AD deal. So that's pretty big, honestly. Yeah. That that is big. All right, this next one. Um, if they get if they get traded again, we'll get to that later. But um, the Bucks and the Pistons swapped Stanley Johnson and Thon Maker. There's the Thon Maker trade you were asking for uh, mm-hmm. last week. Does I said my notes on this are don't really care, and they got traded again. Uh, <laughs> And then this is uh this is kind of interesting to me. This next one, the the Heat trading Tyler Johnson to the Suns with Wayne Ellington for Ryan Anderson, and uh, I guess that gives the Suns a guy to play point guard. He gets a chance to play big minutes on a pretty bad team. Um, Ellington's gonna get bought out and go to a contender. He would look good on a million different teams. Who do you think he would? Look good with because he's just a knockdown volume shooter from three. Um, give him to the Celts, honestly. Celts just opened up a spot. I know we didn't get there yet, but um, yeah, I mean, like he, he's a three point shooter, so and he doesn't expect to play a lot of minutes if he goes to a contender, so he, he'd fit pretty much anyway, right? And then the Heat get Ryan Anderson, and he's off the books after next year. I don't think he'll play very much, but. Because they're not even giving Kelly Olynyk minutes, so if Kelly Olynyk's not really seeing the floor, I don't see Ryan Anderson seeing the floor. Yeah, I think they were just trying to get out of that Tyler Johnson contract. Yeah, and then um, yeah, Anderson's off the books after next year. Um, all right, next one. How do you feel about this? Otto Porter to the Bulls for Jab- I mean, excuse- yeah, yeah, Otto Porter to the Bulls for Jabari and Bobby Portis in a second round pick. This is pretty gross. Um, I Washington did the right thing getting rid of Porter. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Porter's that good. <clears throat> um, they gave him a big contract, and John Wall's out for next season. Like, you're not competing next season either. So why pay Otto Porter all this money? Yeah, but did you see what the uh, owner of the GM, I don't remember who it was, said? He said, quote, that we'll never tank. So it's like, I don't know what he's trying to do then. Yeah, he's lying. He's lying. I mean, but you're not. But just tell me, does it make any sense to you that they were shopping Porter but not shopping Beal at all? No, no, they should have been shopping Beal too. You could have gotten a lot for Beal. And honestly, around draft time, I'd be trying to get one of those top picks with Beal. You, you give like, say what, say uh, Washington has like the tenth pick. Like Beal in the tenth, that could get you up to like maybe two or three. But I would the argument for that would be would be is it even worth trading up if you don't to not number one because of Zion? Washington's like, Washington's like the worst run franchise in the NBA. They're so dumb. like they're they're not uh, going to win this at all because they still have John Wall. Yeah, I feel bad for John Wall though. Yeah, 
slipped in the house towards Achilles' heel. I, I don't, I don't buy that he slipped in his house. Oh, you don't think so? John Wall slipping, just walking on his kitchen floor, like. Well, he had he had bone spurs in his heel. Yeah. So I think that might have played into it, but I, I'm not sure. I'm sure. Um, but I just I just really think Porter is good enough to where they could have traded him for more than Portis in a second round pick, because they're not picking up Jabari's option, which was a pretty good. I mean, it's a pretty good salary dump. I guess Portis is not a bad player, but. No, I like Portis. I I think that Porter is worth more than Portis in a second round pick. And some salary relief. Do you not? No. Uh, <laughs> no I mean, no, I like don't Bobby Portis, dude. I like Bobby Portis. All right. And Jabari, can, Jabari can score. He's a good player. Jabari, I don't think he's going to... Just openly he, admits he doesn't want to play defense. He's going to be on a veteran minimum next year. I don't, I don't see him being an impact player anytime soon. But I think for the Bulls, it's pretty good, though. I mean, regardless... Of whether or not, you, how, like, how good you think Otto Porter is, you know, you can catch and shoot, and you can play some defense, and I think that gives the Bulls a pretty good, you know, modern um, yet traditional hybrid hybrid type deal front court with him, Lowry, and Wendell Carter Jr. You got the size, but you also got some, you know, shooting and versatility with uh, Lowry and Wendell Carter Jr. So, no, you're not. I don't think the Bulls honestly. I don't think it's a bad move. The Bulls are going to end up bring, like, bringing back D-Rose next year. They're going to need guards. Um, I like Levine, I guess. No defense. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, but 20, hey, he can put up 25 a night. That's valuable. Yeah. Bulls are trash. Um, so bad. If anything, this is going to help them win more games this year probably, though, and that's not good. That's true. That I mean, it's, it's a good trade on, like, in a vacuum – but I feel like this is the the year they should have been pining for Zion, but that you don't have a a guaranteed chance at that. So I can't blame the Bulls front office here. This was the most competent move they've made in a while. I feel like. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, drafting Wendell Carter, but yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, their their drafts haven't been bad. Um, but next next one, yeah, one? three team trade between the Kings, Rockets, and Cavs. The Rockets end up with Shumpert, Stauskas, and Baldwin, who they waived. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two they waived. The Cavs get Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, and first-round pick. And the Kings get Alec Burks and a second-round pick. So pretty good salary relief for Houston, I guess, getting rid of Brandon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marquise Chris has a chance to – Maybe develop in Cleveland, but like I don't know. But never. But never, right? Like how many? He's a year away from being a year away. You know, that's that's. <laughs> I feel like Marquise Chris is. I think the only important thing here is Shumpert to the to the Rockets. He's played well this year because I love watching the Kings. Shumpert has played well. Solid defender, three point shooter, just what they need. I don't have anything past that. Do you? No, Shumpert, good pickup. Um... I saw some stuff that he really means a lot, like in the locker room in Sacramento. So that made me kind of question the move for the Kings. But because, like, Alec Burks is, I'd argue, a step down, I guess. Um, He's kind of the same category as Trump, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not completely sure what the, uh, what the Kings are really getting out of that move, but good trade for Houston. Uh, Not much more to say about that one. This next one, though, also involving the Kings, which I do really like. 
Um, they got Barnes for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Um, I'm not completely sure about how the fit is going to be with the Kings. Barnes is at least a, a good player, but takes a lot of long twos. Not a great defender. I mean, he's on a pretty big contract, but I'd love – what's your input? Because I'm not completely sure what I what I think of it yet. Um, I'm a Barnes truther. I'm just going to come out and say that. <laughs> um, so this might be slightly biased, but no, nah, I think it's a good fit. He's versatile. He can play multiple positions. Um, I don't think he has to start right away. If he's running your second unit, you have a score for your second unit. And there's only one more year after this on the contract. And True. Bagley and Fox still on their rookie deals. It's like, like scenarios with like those kind of contracts. I feel like is way better when you have stars on their rookie deals. It just gives you you can overpay guys that you don't want to actually be paying that much. Right, and um, and the Kings' worst position was probably power. <laughs> I mean, small forward. I remember at the beginning of the year, I remember someone in the Kings front officer, the head coach, I don't remember who it was, but they're saying they wanted to play Marvin Bagley at the three. Yeah. And, you know, that's obviously not ideal. So I think that's actually a pretty good move. You know, the as far as roster fit, I mean, he they did need a, a wing. And he's a good player. I mean, he can score. He's not, he's not bad by any stretch of the measure. But I'm excited to see the Kings really go for win mode. This is awesome. Yeah, they might get in the postseason. Uh, that makes it really does make them legit. You got Bogdanovich, you got Bielitsa. Like Marvin Bagley's coming off the bench for these guys right now. Um, and he, you see, his he had the best game of his career uh, a couple games ago. Yeah. Killing it! I bet on him that night. I was hyped. Oh, good. <laughs> he That's off. what you want to see. Um, not and Harry Giles has been playing pretty well. I like Justin Jackson though. Kind of sad to see him leave that team. Yeah, I mean he's definitely. Good. Good, good, solid role player mold, shooting threes, defense. I think it'd be a good addition for the Mavericks, but since, I mean, the Mavericks waived Zach Randolph already, so that's pretty much a straight-up Barnes for Jackson. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know who's on the Mavs anymore. I feel like they just traded their whole team. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. They're either. just trying to rebuild around uh, Donkic, Porzingis. And I guess you got yeah. Tim Hardaway and uh, what's the other guard? Jalen Brunson's pretty good, so. Yeah, and then yeah, so, but overall, I mean, I usually will love rooting against teams that the Celtics have picks, but I just can't bring myself to root against the Kings. No, no, they're they're too fun. I just can't. Um, Buddy Heald's like quietly having a great season. I feel like people aren't giving them enough props. Yeah, he's one of the best shooters in the league. And just for the record, about Harry Giles, big Harry Giles guy, and. It's mostly because he had to get what he had what four knee surgeries in high school, I believe. Some, he tore the same like ACL. I same think he tore his ACL twice. twice, yeah. And then in his other knee, he tore his meniscus and his MCL. And the fact that he did that all on high school and still managed to make it to the NBA, I have to give that man props because when you're in high school, it's not like you have like the um, the resources that NBA players do when it comes to rehabbing an injury. So. The fact that he just put in, he must have put in that much time and effort. Uh, it's pretty incredible, honestly. And he's a great player. He can do it all. J- Jack of all trades, but master of none. Harry Giles. <laughs> um, this next trade is only interesting to me for one reason. Um, the Wizards trade Markeith Morris to the Pelicans for Wesley Johnson. 
Wesley Johnson's pretty much just not an NBA player anymore, I feel like. <laughs> Especially since he got mur- ankles got murdered by Harden last year. Yeah. But this is only interesting to me because the Pelicans waived Markeith Morris and the Celtics have an open roster spot. And just for the sake of having a pair of twins that have identical tattoos, I would love to see him join the Celtics. But non-basketball reason, but I still love it. Yeah, um, I think he's definitely a candidate because he's hurt right now. Um, he wants to probably join a contender. and But I don't think him showing up, he'd have to like really play right away because he'd be behind a lot of guys on the depth chart. Like, Give me Tice over. Markeith Morris coming back, I will oh, say. Tice is great. I feel like Tice is underrated by most. Yeah, and you got Hayward. Like, like even if they the Celts pick him up, like he's not cracking the playoff rotation. Yeah, so the, I feel like they'll probably focus more on rebounding, but I just feel like that would be cool because you know they have identical tattoos, right? Yeah, they're yeah that 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 freaks me out. That's weird. That's a little weird. It's definitely a little <laughs> weird, but I just think that's pretty funny. Uh. But nothing much more to say about that one. Uh, next one, also pretty insignificant. Sixers get James Ennis from the Rockets. Looks like Houston's clearing a roster spot for a, someone on the buyout market. And Philly gets another rotation player. And that's all That's all I have to say. Yeah, I got nothing for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this next one, this is pretty big. Miritich from the Pelicans to the Bucks. Um, the Pistons get Thon Maker and the Pelicans. So that earlier trade actually switched to this three-team deal and the Bucks got a way better deal out of it. Um, so, and where did I just leave yeah, off? Yeah, so the oh, Bucks yeah. basically just flipped Stanley Johnson. Pretty much. And the Pelicans, I mean, I don't know. What do you think they're trying to do there? Trying to accumulate second round picks for some reason. I feel like the smart organizations realize like second round picks are not not super important, you know? Like <coughs> who cares if you like I'd give up eight second round picks if I could get like one solid rotation player. Okay. I I disagree a little bit. I mean, obviously I'm not saying your active goal should be to accumulate second round picks. But what do you think you would get for Miritich in the first round? A late first rounder? Yeah. So Washington's 20 and 21. What do you think Washington's going to be there? That's probably a pretty early second rounder. That'll be, like, then, that'll be like the 40th pick. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, I yeah, think, no, you can find value there, no doubt. And it, gives you, and it gives you four chances as opposed to one. I totally get what you're saying. Milwaukee and Denver's are going to be, like, 55. And, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, like, the point – my point, point is just is, like I don't like the hit rate on those is not high enough for me. Right, right, right. And the Bucks, but, the Bucks gave up essentially nothing for Miritich. I mean, that's that's huge. For I think that's pretty big for the for the as far as the East goes because the Bucks have already been the best team in the East, and the the Bucks have had great spacing this year, and it's going to get even better. He's a perfect. Fit. He's a knockdown shooter. I mean, the small ball lineup this gives them with Brooke Lopez off the court is Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Miritich, and Giannis. That's, 
I mean, Bledsoe's not a great shooter. Yeah. And you can always replace him with George Hill or Tony Snell. Yeah, or Lopez and go big. Like, like they're it, so versatile. It's just going to be spread out, let Giannis go. We'll hit our threes. Yeah, and Bledsoe's been playing really well this year. I think Terry Rozier knocked something into him. I, I think so. I mean, I don't know how you how you walk away from that one feeling the same, but um, I also think that it's big for the Bucks because it gives them a little more time to rest Giannis and still have decent enough offense. Like with Brogdon or Bledsoe running the point, if you have Mirotic and Lopez, I feel like you'll be able to generate enough offense. I don't know about the defensive side of the ball there, but Doesn't I know matter. that you're telling me. Nobody can score with you. You're still going to win games. Right. I, I think that is important also, that it gives a chance for the Bucks to not just like drop off the face of the earth when Giannis is off the court. Um, Pistons, I guess... I'm going to give oldest man in the league, Thon Maker, but he could get better. He's only 35 years old. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about Thon Maker, though. I don't – I've seen him play well in only only stints, very small stints, so I don't, I'm don't. i not a huge believer. Yeah. Me, me, me. He's behind Drummond and Griffin. He won't do much. Next one. Um, this is another huge one. This might be – this is up there for – closest of favorite trades of the day um my favorite trade is probably still gonna be the tobias to the sixers but the raptors get marcus all for Jonas valentunas delon wright cj miles and a second round pick what are your thoughts uh they kind of stole marcus all valentunas hasn't played in two months he just got healthy again uh, delon wright and cj miles are pretty decent bench players but you just got a top, what, 40 player in the NBA, Marcus All. Marcus All's good. Very good player. So, yeah, no, Toronto. Toronto, and another steal. I think all three of these Eastern Conference teams, other than the Celts, of the four elite teams in the East, all made big moves and didn't have to give up too much. Not at all. Does that worry you as a Celtics fan? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. If I had to bet, are the Celtics winning the East? If you asked me a week ago, are the Celtics going to win the East? I'd say, eh, them and the Bucks. Now, it's like, Sixers, Sixers, Raptors have just as good a chance as the other two. Yeah, like, my, I'm, I'm so not confident in the Celtics right now. I'm disappointed. I mean, my mind state right now is just Michael Scott yelling, stay calm while he's freaking out. <laughs> That's where I am right now because <laughs> it's like like we talked about. The Celtics might have not made a trade, but we're just waiting on Hayward to come back. But how much longer can I just keep holding out faith? I don't know. I'm reaching close to a breaking point, and these three trades made it made it much harder to be just relaxed about it in the East. But yeah. I love to see it, though. I love to see all the teams in the East – going for a win now because they know there's no LeBron James <laughs> in the way stopping them from getting to the finals. Yeah. And everybody cashed in. And I think it's going to make for some incredible playoff basketball. But back to to Gasol on the Raptors. Um, I was talking to a Raptors fan on Twitter who's like who's very knowledgeable. Um and she's she made a really good point that Marc Gasol is not as much of a mismatch against a versatile big like Al Horford or now Miritich as JV was. So I think that's a huge, huge thing in the playoffs 
that you could rely on Horford's pump fake and drive to the hoop for offense. And that's not something Marcus is going to fall for as much as JV did. And that's not even getting into the offensive part. So how do you think the Raptors can really utilize uh, Gasol to his full potential? Because I think he's a great third star to have on your team. Yeah, I think he'll fit right in. I think Marcus is one of those guys where you can kind of put him on any team and he'll play his game. He'll work in your system. Um, Definitely an upgrade over Valanciunas. I wasn't really a big Valanciunas guy. And, like, they also have Serge Ibaka, so if Gasol's ever not too slow, like, can't guard a quicker, smaller lineup, you go Ibaka and Siakam, and, like, that's solid. Yeah, I mean, um, not not bad at all. Gasol's a great passer. Kawhi and Lowry aren't people who need the ball in their hands, so I think they'll be able to run some offense. I through. thought they were going to have to give up, like, at least Kyle Lowry or Siakam to get, like, Gasol or Conley. Right, the fact I mean, that they got to keep Siakam, OG Anunoby, Kawhi, and Kyle Lowry all on the team, and and that Gasol, big steal. Yeah, it's it's crazy because every, we were all saying the same thing about the about the Kawhi trade. I I know they gave up DeRozan, but I mean, shouts out to Masai Ujiri because he has quietly, maybe not so quietly anymore, but he's been one of the best executives in the league for for a while uh-huh. now and i feel like he doesn't get the credit he, he deserves because that's a straight swindling for marcus and Kawhi leonard yeah no they know how to compete they know how to build a roster um, and then they're doing a good job as far as the grizzlies jv is a solid big man he can rebound and score but he's not he's traditional he's not he's not uh suited for the modern game delon Wright's a restricted free agent I, mean, I know he's a talented player. If he's making his threes, he really opens up everything. But I mean, I don't know what the market's going to look like for him this summer. Um, but I, I guess the Grizzlies probably retain him on a on a pretty reasonable deal mm-hmm. because there's so many free agents this summer that I doubt. I don't think Delon Wright will be getting a, a huge deal, but maybe somebody throws a, an unreasonable deal at him. But I bet the Grizzlies retain him. Yeah, and um, I don't see. Uh, he he's been he's been going downhill a little bit for the past couple I years. Actually, I actually just saw the uh, Grizzlies lost to the Thunder tonight, but I'm watching TNT and uh, it just scrolled on the bottom line. And Bruno Caboclo, the the guy that Fran Fraschillis said uh, two years away from being two years away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He dropped 16 points, and it's been wow. probably been like four or five years. So wow, Fran maybe he's right here. on the money. Yeah, he's pretty good. But um, yeah, Jawan Wright, C.J. Miles, role players, next one. Um, okay, so I actually am changing my favorite trade because this next one is my favorite trade. Oh my god, that's so gross. That's that's terrible. For the Magic, and mostly for Markel Fultz as an individual, but the the Seventy Sixers finally part ways with Markel Fultz for Jonathan Simmons. Get the first round pick back. Um, that's OKC's that they owned. The Sixers get that one back and a second-round pick. You said it's gross, but I think a change of scenery is exactly what Fultz needed, um, probably for his confidence. And once he rehabs from this injury, he was the number one pick one year ago. I think he is more his career is more than salvageable. You don't think so? Um, like. I wouldn't bet on it if I had to say Markel Fultz would finish his career as a big bust or as a starting point guard in the NBA. I'd say big bust. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, I, like they didn't have to give up much. It's totally fine. It's a lottery ticket. Like you gave up, right. you gave up OKC's pick. Won't be great. A second rounder and Jonathan Simmons. Yeah. Like right. yeah, sure. Um, take your shot in the dark. And I mean, I just <laughs> got to take. Well, it's not really a victory lap, but I tweeted in December that I would love to see Markel Fultz get traded to the Magic, and look what happens. <laughs> Clear point. Um, no, but seriously, I think with his – the thing that most intrigued me was the amount of length this team can have. Fultz is very long. Isaac, I think, has the potential to be a fantastic, like, top-tier defender in the NBA. He's shown that he can do that to a degree already, who is very long, and Bamba – I think the defensive potential there, if if Fultz can rekindle his, his offensive self combined with Aaron Gordon, I honestly think that's a pretty good young core right there. That's four players that were like blue chip guys, you know what I'm saying? Like top of the draft. So should and, they pay Vucevic? I mean, it depends on what direction they're trying to go because he's definitely pay, played well enough to deserve a payday, right? Mm-hmm. But... It depends on whether they're trying to like see what, how many games the young guys can win and be okay with the lottery. God, nobody's talked about the Magic for this long since like Dwight Howard. Okay, that's <laughs> definitely true. But um, yeah, just a couple, couple, couple questions here. If you could have Markel Fultz or DeLon Wright right now on your team, who would you want? If you had to play a game tomorrow, I'm, I would say DeLon Wright. No, nah, I'm saying like on your NBA roster. That's a tough question for me. I know I should say DeLon, I should say Delon Wright, but Fultz is injured. Like Fultz obviously long has term, long term, I'm taking the bet on Fultz. I'm taking Fultz. That's a pretty hot take. I feel like, and probably not the greatest idea, but I'm I believe in Markel Fultz still. I believe that injury combined with the yips got to his head, and I think it's just he needed a fresh start. And I say don't give up on Marco Fultz. That's not the hill you want to die on. It's not. But you but, shall die very soon on it. Uh, we'll see. Talk to me next year. And, uh, and you know, I'll probably be eating my words. But Philly took him number one less than two years ago and already gave up on him for a pile of mediocre doo-doo. Okay, but... In but, not even two years. But that's, you know, there has to be context because... Philly finally entered that win-now mode by trading for Butler and trading for Harris. So it's maybe not that they think Fultz is going to be horrible forever. It's just that they said, we simply don't have the cap space because, you know, he's a, he's, he's a high draft pick. He has a high salary, like seven, six and a half, seven million. And that counts. And they just said, we've got to get what we can for him now. And, I, and it's not like his trade value is going up anytime soon. So... I just think they felt like they had to move on due to the circumstance. But for Philly, I'm not – that's another thing. That's, Jonathan Simmons, not an amazing player, but he can make some threes and he's a high-energy defender. He's not a guy I look forward to playing if I'm if I'm a Celtic. Yeah, no, so, he's a guy that he plays good defense. He'll be uh, – he'll probably do his best impersonation of uh, Marcus Smart for him. That's true, and I think the biggest thing to take away from that trade is that Philly finally got a Simmons who's capable of hitting a three-pointer. <laughs> had, to, had to get that one in there. Um, I hope he hits one in the All-Star game. That'll be fun. Ben Simmons? Yeah, that'd be cool. 
Yeah. Um, so let's take a little break then from from the trade deadline and move to the All Star draft. Um, did you happen to see the rosters? Um, honestly, wow, I have not seen the rosters. I've heard like pretty much the whole rosters. Um, like I know who LeBron took Kawhi, AD, Kyrie took KD. All right, all right. Which which starting lineup do you like here? Uh, LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Harden, or Giannis, Curry, Embiid, Paul George, and Kemba. <laughs> I don't like, think it's a hard one. Like having last pick just screws you though, because like Kemba just doesn't belong on this any of these guys' level. Right, and then and then and first guy off the bench, you should have seen it. It was honestly hilarious. Of course, LeBron takes AD. Of course he does because. Giannis took Chris Middleton. Very loyal. I respect that out of Giannis. Oh, what a bad pick. But LeBron picks uh, AD, and then Giannis goes, isn't that tampering? <laughs> and they all laugh, and LeBron just says, I don't think tampering rules apply All-Star Weekend, which I is hilarious. I, I love that LeBron is trolling the NBA about the tampering rules. I just think that's too funny. And then... Um, how do you feel about D Wade and Dirk being specially added to the All Star game? I love it. They should do this more often. I wish there was a uh, a guy retiring the same year as Paul. They could have done it or something. Um, right. I think it's pretty cool too. Yeah, totally. Maybe when LeBron goes out, somebody, some other legend will be going out too. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I like. I think it's a cool addition. Um, the game's in Charlotte, which is weird, but it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the rosters now, and it's there's no question um, LeBron's is better. But it's an all-star game. Like, who, who knows? Um, Yeah, and then Ky- I read Kyrie said something about how he wanted the all-star game to be competitive. You know, I feel like somebody says that every year, but I'm going to hold out hope because I just would love to see a semi-competitive game because it's gotten out of hand how, how little uh, competition level there is. But you can't really blame the guys. Nobody's trying to get hurt. But I would love, to, I would just love to see a little bit of competition, like two thousand and one. Yeah. But you got to go like three on three tournament for All Star Weekend. I'd watch that. Okay, that's a brilliant idea, honestly. Yeah, just get like what? How many All Stars are there? Like twenty four. Yeah. So yeah, eight teams of three. That's a, a brilliant idea. Have a, like a draft night or something. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. But I think it's it's great they televised the draft this year. They had to do that. Yeah, no, that was cool. They should have rigged it, though, so Kyrie was the East captain because LeBron and Kyrie could have just done it like sitting next to each other, actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so I thought that would have been dope. But um, And then, speaking of, um, I'm pretty sure the Celtics are playing the Clippers uh-huh. um, coming up, and it's funny that the Clippers and the Lakers made a trade today. So pretty much... Beasley and Zubach are just chilling in Boston, and they're probably just waiting till the Clippers get there because they're a couple extra rest the, days. What do you say? A couple extra rest days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have to take the flight. I wonder. I wonder what they're gonna do. I don't know. That's pretty funny. But that trade, we'll get back into the trades. This one makes the least sense to me. The Clippers get Beasley and Zubach, and the Lakers get Muscala. What do you think? <laughs> What is their thought process? Spacing? Like, that's the only thing I can because Muscala can shoot threes. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron's on your team. That just means everybody else has to be able to hit wide open threes. 
Fair enough. Uh, I love Zubach though. I think yeah. I think he can be a good third big. And they just and the Clippers waved Gortat. I, thought he, I so. thought he was their best center. I'd take him over McGee and Chandler. Dude, McGee was killing the South tonight. Yeah, McGee and Stevenson. I never thought I would say those words out loud, but they were killing the Celtics. Um, all right. So where where do we leave off at? Oh yeah. Oh, that was the last one actually. That was the last trade. Um, I will say the one guy I wanted to see traded that didn't get traded, Mike Conley. Um, <clears throat> rumors he was going to go to Utah, and I think that would have been a really good fit. Yeah. What do you think? I don't get that move by the Grizzlies. If they move Gasol, I figure you almost have to move Conley. Like that would have been my mindset as as a member of the uh, – like uh, if I was making the trades. I'm not moving one – and not the other, because at that point, I'm probably trying to lose as many games as possible, right? Yeah, I I adhere to that thinking, but at the same time, like, Conley's really good. And if Jaron Jackson becomes, like, a star in a couple years, which he could. That's true. Um, Conley's still going to be pretty good. It's just his contract's so big. But that's fine. And also, it depends if they were getting the quality of the offers that they were getting, because if they were kind of, like, bogus and not that much – then I understand why they would do that. And I think it's pretty cool that Conley's been – because this is, is going to start to be a rarity that he's been on the same team his whole career. That is – I guarantee it's not hard to see that that's going to start being a rare thing because players realize how much control they can have now. Uh-huh. And uh, But I love Conley. I love the whole grit and grind grizzly thing. And it's sad to see Marcus all go, honestly, kind of end of an era there. Yeah, they they already. I, I don't know if they already did, but they're retiring Tony Allen's number. I'm sure they'll do Zebo. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm sure they'll do Gasol and Conley as well. It's just pretty oh, funny so team happy. that never even made the finals, getting so much. Uh, yeah, so much love for an era that didn't really accomplish what you want to accomplish i don't know yeah that's very true like yeah they were all loyal and it was a lot of years and they weren't very good Um, yeah that was a that was a tough out in the playoffs though for every many every year they went to the western conference finals once that's so awesome tony allen's getting his jersey retired yeah you know kobe said kobe said that's the single best defender he ever played against yeah i don't I mean, I, don't, I can't believe he's getting his jersey retired, but, you know, I'm happy for him, to say the very least. Yeah, Kobe never got to meet Marcus Smart. That's probably why. Oh, wow. You got me wishing I could watch that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so some of the lower impact stuff around the league, the, the Grizzlies trade for Avery Bradley. They give up Jermichael Green and Garrett Temple, two solid rotation players. Jermichael Green, great rebounder. Garrett Temple. I mean, all, can shoot, good defender. For Avery Bradley, who has been bad this year, man. Like, I loved Avery Bradley in Boston, but I've just been seeing a lot of hate from him online. And then I started to watch the Clippers, and I could see why, man. He's been bad. I don't know if you've seen him, but. Yeah, no, he hasn't been good. Um, I would, I will say this is the best fit in the NBA for him. We were just talking grit and grind. Uh, That's a good Grizzlies, point. like. <laughs> He's he's Tony Allen with a better jump shot, slightly slightly worse defense, obviously, but he's a very good defender still. 
No, that's a really good point. I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, we were just talking about the grit and grind, and there's not somebody who fits that mold, I feel like, uh, more than Avery Bradley in today's NBA. And then this one, Scott LeBissier from the Kings to the Trailblazers for Swanigan. Um, I'm not even mad about the flyer the uh, the Trailblazers are taking because I think Scal has some he has some upside still. I mean, I'm not saying he'll be a starter level player ever, but you know, I feel like he has a better fit for today's NBA than Swanigan does. Yeah, they're just swapping lottery tickets. That's all it is. <laughs> that's that's true. I don't know if if Biggie if uh, Caleb Swanigan. I don't, I don't see a place for him in today's NBA. He reminds me of Alec Jefferson, honestly, <laughs> but a little bit here. And that's not what you want to hear in 2019 NBA basketball. No. Um, Raptors got rid of Greg Monroe, traded him to the Nets. Didn't need him. Instantly waived by the Nets. Did they waive him? Yep, might be the last. Uh, Such to bring him back. I wholeheartedly disagree. This dude, he can score on command. No, he's got a great post game, great hands. Pretty good rebounder, but I still have nightmares about him getting switched onto people in the playoffs. <laughs> like, I just don't know if my if my chest, my heart rate can take that watching that again this yeah, year. But fine. he wouldn't crack the rotation. But I just oh, he's just instant offense, and I love no. something like that bringing it off the bench. Like, in oh, the, in the regular, points, let's just post him up. In the regular season, though, that's not a horrible move. I think they will consider that. Um, Jabari Bird, they opened up a roster spot by trading him to the Hawks instantly waived you know he's going through a court case that involves domestic abuse so i don't know if he'll be getting picked up anytime soon probably rightfully so um saddest move of the day clippers waving milos tatos <laughs> why are you so sad about that i just saw your note so effing sad why are you so sad about that well, I, I just feel bad for like milos i feel like because he came all this way <laughs> i mean i don't know i just think that he kind of is like, I don't know, he's like an old man, so I'm just like, oh, I feel bad for him. I mean, I know he's not actually an old man, but like, that's just how it who's, feels to Who's going to sign Milos next? I have no You ready? You ready? Dallas. Son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yours was way better because they need that all Eastern European squad yeah, right there. Well, I mean, J.J. Beret has got to retire soon, so like, you need the next one. Obviously, Milos is tiny, but. Okay, that is the most diverse squad, if we're talking globally, in the entire league. Yeah. They have players from all over the world. I mean, Doncic, Dirk, um, obviously Porzingis now. JJ's Bray is from Puerto Rico. Um, I know they have someone from Canada, but I can't think of who it is, I think. Um, but no, Milos is the guy. That's where he has to go. But he's one of my – I think he's just so fun to watch because he throws passes mm-hmm. that I can't believe him. But that is sad to me. I don't know why that is so sad, but it makes me sad. And then Ennis Cantor um, was waived. Um, where do you think – he's looking at uh, – there were some reports about Boston. Again, that's not a guy I would be too hyped on given his defense, but that is instant offense and great rebound. Yeah, he's so. kind of like the same thing as Greg Monroe. Um Obviously younger and slightly better, but he's 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 that mold, yeah. Like no defense, but he can score and grab rebounds. Right, and that's the rebounding. The Celtics get killed on the offensive. I blast, could see so. Philly maybe being interested. Dude, Philly's loaded. If they get a canter, I'll be. I mean, that's just some more offense. 
Yeah. Like he'd, he'd um, run your bench unit. And then um, another thing about Philly I think that is kind of big is that adding Tobias Harris will let Jimmy they'll be able they'll be able to stagger their stars more like rest Simmons and Embiid or rest any combination of them and give Jimmy more time having the ball in his hands and I think that will make it make it better for Jimmy I feel like but I will say there is a human element to to basketball there's only one ball and those are four guys who have averaged 20 points a game their whole career not their whole career but are currently at least 20 point per game scores. Uh, I don't think I, then there's only one ball to go around. Do you think they'll have any problems dealing with maybe some ego or, you know, I didn't get enough shots or maybe just taking turns even when it comes to shooting? No. Tobias Harris has the lowest usage rate in the NBA for people um, score, averaging 20 points or more. Um, I saw that stat on Twitter somewhere. I, I don't, I forgot the guy that tweeted it, but I thought that was an interesting stat. He doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time. Jimmy, it's yeah, it's a little awkward sometimes with Simmons and Butler, but like Jimmy, Jimmy has to take a back seat. Like, okay, I don't disagree, but he the, the report came out a few weeks ago about him talking to Brett Brown saying he needed more time with the ball in his hands, but I think Jimmy will figure out that at this point, this team could potentially make a run to the finals. And I'm not saying they would even come close to being the Warriors, but I feel like they could give them a little trouble, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the top the I mean, top I, four teams in the East are all very on the same kind of footing, I guess, in a potential right. matchup. Um, quick question, though. Do you think okay. they re-sign Butler? I don't think he's getting the five-year max. Not from Philly. Yeah, I don't think they bring him back. I think they would. I think they would prefer to bring Harris back. I think he's a better fit. He's younger, and he's not a locker room problem. Yeah, I like I like that that line of thinking. But and I agree. That's that's another reason why this trade for Philly is so great. Is because he kind of provides a little you know safety net that in case they can't figure out a Butler deal, it's okay because they have. Tobias Harris to fall back on, who, like you said, is potentially a better fit than Jimmy Butler. I don't think he's potentially a better fit, actually. I think it's like you said, he is a better fit. Might not be the same player as Jimmy Butler, but I just think all around that was a great move. Um, really gave them a little safety net there. Yeah. But I don't think they keep Jimmy Butler. I don't, who do you think would offer him a five-year max? The Knicks? Yeah, the Knicks would if, if they strike out on KD and Kyrie. Yeah, it could be like Jimmy Butler and Kemba. Um, all I'm saying is Kemba's going to be there because they're not going to get <laughs> Kyrie and everyone's going to hype up how good he played at MSG when he played for UConn. He's from the Bronx. Yeah, so. yeah no, it, it makes sense on all accounts. Um, that would be fun to as watch. As far as Kemba. trade deadline deals, what was your least favorite? Who do you think made like the worst deal? Um, you were hating on that. I mean, if, if it's not... If it's not the Knicks, I mean, if it's not, if it doesn't end up being the Knicks, like if the Knicks end up getting nobody, it's obviously blatantly that one. But since the jury's still out on that, I would probably say, um, probably, I would say the, 
Uh, I don't know. I was going to say the Grizzlies, maybe, because I feel like you could have gotten more for Gasol, but maybe not. Maybe that's – I don't know. I don't think there was any really lopsided trades besides maybe that Knicks one. How, what are you thinking? Because yeah. I'm horrible. Uh, I don't like the Raptors move. I feel like they could have gotten more for Gasol. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they wanted to get him out of the Western Conference. Um, yeah, like – the only thing I was about to say, the same thing I was going to say, you know, I feel like they could have gotten more, but it was trade deadline day, and if somebody else was calling with a better offer, I don't see the Grizzlies turning it down. Unless maybe, like you said, they want to get it out of the Western Conference, but I don't think Gasol's like, I mean, necessarily that dominant of a player where they if would If you're dumping that, Gasol, but... you need to at least get a first-round pick back, I guess is what I'm saying. Agreed. Because, like, you're thrown in the towel. Let's get all the picks we can. I think my my least favorite move of the trade deadline is stuff that didn't happen, I would say. Is is the Wizards not shopping deal and, and the Grizzlies not really making a move for um for Mike Conley. Because it felt like when it comes to tanking, what's the point of having one foot out the door but the other still inside? Because it's really an all or nothing. It's like you're either fighting for a playoff spot and getting, you know, sixteen through twenty in the draft. Or you tank and are looking for a top half of the lottery pick. There's no point in aiming for that, you know, 13 or 12 pick, right? When you might as well just yeah, they're probably gonna swap. They're probably gonna slot in around like eighth this year. Um, the Grizz? yeah, like seventh, eighth, which it's protected at eight. So yeah, no, they're gonna bottom out. So I think best case for Memphis, honestly, though, this year would be to get outside the top eight. So then they give that pick to Boston because it gets worse for them, uh, like the protections do. Oh, and like right. I feel like this is a year this is a this is the start of a long process. Like Conley won't be there in three years and it's gonna be young guys, you know. Yeah, definitely. And even if Conley is there, I mean, as good of a player as he is, it's not really like, you know, even if he stays with the young guys, I mean we see the Lakers don't even have a great record. And they have LeBron carrying the young guys, so I don't even want to know what the Grizzlies' record is going to look like. Um, but I think if they get a couple of young players in the draft, Jackson is somebody to build around. So I think that's that's worth noting. Yeah, um, Matthews got bought out, and he is the front runner. Thank God was not the Sixers; it was the Pacers. Um, because you know the Sixers, like I said, I'm. They're scaring me. I know they sacrificed some depth, but the, the top of the East, I, I'm pretty nervous right now, honestly. Yeah, it should be. Celts aren't winning close games this year either. The games they won last year where they just pull it out at the end and you're like, oh my God, they're not winning those this year. That was a total anomaly. Like, we were so spoiled last totally. year. How many times did the Celtics come back from 20 yeah, down yeah. and win? Down yeah. win. And it's, and like, it's like this it's just swung, Yeah, it swung the other way, which is like fine and all, but... Gotta start pulling these out. Um, all right. So, uh, you have any Celtics thoughts about the Celtics Lakers game? Since we covered pretty much all the trade deadline stuff. Lakers shot the lights out. What I saw. Uh, Kyrie obviously needs to shoot better, but I think there's this thing about stars that, like, even when they don't shoot well, they still play well, and that was Kyrie. Still got yeah. himself 20-plus points. He had, like, eight assists. He almost hit the game winner, but Rondo had to ruin that. 
Oh, that was and when bad. Kuzma's on, the Lakers are so dangerous. I like Kuzma. Of all the young assets, he's the least I would give up. I mean, he's the one who I would want to give up the least of all the young guys. Ingram's just uh, Ingram just still has so much potential. No, you would take. I mean, the ceiling. I agree for Ingram is higher. Ingram but... had a couple plays tonight where he just like kind of yawned his way to the basket and dunked it. Okay, I and saw I was those. Just like, oh. But it also worries me that the man has put on what looks like zero pounds of muscle since. That's you know? fine. Look up pictures of KD is what third year in the league. Okay, KD a different animal though. KD was knockdown shooter since, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. Ingram Ingram had a pretty brutal night. I mean, he didn't no, look great. No, and Kuzma had twenty five. Kuzma is a what's, killer. What's like Kuzma's, that guy, that what's Kuzma's ceiling? Is Kuzma a future All Star? I think he could be. He's almost putting up twenty a game. I think Ingram's ceiling is notably higher yeah. than um, than Kuzma. But where he's at right now is definitely lower. But I will say the floor for Kuzma is probably yeah, higher because his floor is like what he did last year right um yeah but um and then last thing i forgot i can't believe i forgot this that we have to cover due to the trade deadline obviously all the anthony davis stuff oh god oh Um, god what did we forget oh anthony davis yeah oh right i mean there was obviously no move um but the lakers pretty much i mean the pelicans pretty much made the lakers put everything out there Mm -hmm. and then stop picking up the phone and now the Lakers have to play with the knowledge that they were all about to get shipped out for AD, and that's got to be tough. I mean, mentally, I, I don't know. You have to be pretty strong mentally in, in, the, in the business. Yeah, did you see uh, the video Lonzo posted? Yes, with the – what was it? What's on? I ain't that? going nowhere or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. And then um, I'm pretty sure the Pelicans just did that because the Lakers – were tampering and Rich Paul and LeBron were conspiring to get AD to LA. So I'm pretty sure the Pelicans were never going to take no. a deal. I just think they wanted to make the Lakers look bad low key. Anthony Davis is going to be a Laker. I don't care where they trade him. The only exception being probably Boston. But if he well, got traded to Boston and started liking it, I feel like he'd have to fire Rich Paul. So I'm still pretty confident he's going to be a Laker in two years. Um. So, speak if he comes to the Celtics, what are you willing to give up, Jason? Because I don't Tatum. know anymore. And and that's it. I mean, like I'm not giving up Tatum and Brown, but if I can give up one of them, and then I guess maybe Horford, um, I'm fine losing that. I mean, I'm nearing the point where if it includes Tatum and Smart, and like a bunch of draft capital. That like, and I feel like I'm gonna sound like a green teamer. This is so green team. I, right do, I don't know if that's a great move Duh. because AD could be a rental man. Okay, yeah, we, yeah, one hundred percent. You don't you don't send Tatum without Anthony Davis saying I will sign an extension. And and um, and, I mean, I saw some tweet today from some sort of account that like, it you know it's the type of account that reposts what a reporter reports. Mm-hmm. And then acts like it's theirs. but So I don't know what reporter reported this, if any. But it said the Celtics were focusing – take this with a grain of salt. But it said the Celtics were focusing 
on a package that involved Tatum, Smart, Horford, and a, uh, like a first round or two. And I wouldn't be willing to give that up. If if Anthony Davis guaranteed he'd resign, or at least like said like, yeah, I'll resign. You ah, uh, dude, that's so easy. Anthony. Yeah, but then the Pelicans would probably become my new favorite team. <laughs> yeah, Tatum running the show in New Orleans would be kind of dope. And Marcus, I, I would. I mean, I'm not saying I want to give up Marcus. Marcus is honestly the player I least want to give up. It makes no sense, and obviously I would give him up if, Dude, if he you came to You won't find a bigger Marcus fan than me, but if you can get Anthony Davis, you give up Marcus Smart. For for two firsts, Tatum, Horford, and Smart. Here's the deal, though. What they need to do is it needs to be Jalen Brown, maybe Smart, and as many picks as you can. If you can keep Tatum and get Anthony Davis somehow, you do that. True. And do you think <clears throat> Danny Ainge was – is because, you know, Danny Ainge is master swindler. You know, over the years, he has pulled some really, really great trades, like the Brooklyn one, obviously, for KG and Pierce. And then at the draft last year with um, the the swapping the first and the third pick, but planning to take Tatum all along. Uh-huh. Do you think that he really is going to be offering Tatum July 1st? Or do you think he just was doing that? So the Pelicans would wait until after the trade deadline. Because I think he's just BSing them. I don't know if he's dangling Tatum, Smart, Horford, and assets because that doesn't sound like Danny H to me. I know this is AD, but I don't know. I don't think his first offer won't have Tatum. Make it easy on the his first offer won't have Tatum. No way. But no way. But if the Pelicans are like, hey, we're shipping him to the Lakers unless you give us Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and two first round picks, Danny Ainge is saying yes. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's AD. But you need the commitment from AD. Not, uh, and, that's, that's tough, though. I, I know I literally just said I need the commitment to get rid of Tatum, but like, if I think I have a 50% chance. Of re-signing Anthony Davis, I I think I take that risk. I mean, okay, since we're talking about commitments here, it brings us naturally to Kyrie, given all the talk lately. Um, so I know Kyrie in the beginning of the year said he wanted his jersey in the rafters. But if the Celtics lose in the semifinals, Eastern Conference semifinals, which is very possible in my eyes, given the, t- the talent of the top four, do you think he'll get frustrated enough to actually contemplate opting out and seeing where he could go? No. Not I even think, in the I think this is I think this is all talk, and the only reason he's not shutting it down is one, he loves the spotlight, and two, he's coming out with like another movie and stuff. Like he wants to be in the spotlight right now. Um, no, nah, Kyrie's not going That's, anywhere. Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go? New York? Oh, sick! I'm gonna leave my super good. Boston team to go to the Knicks, who are terrible. And people- to go to the Knicks, where I was born in New Jersey, and me and KD are probably. Oh, so you're going to team up with KD? What was about all that bullshit where you wanted to lead your own team? Yeah, but KD. And you a think Kyrie wants to be the most hated athlete in Boston of the last like since like Derek Jeter? Oh no, he would be. Oh, yeah. there's no. So doubt. I don't think Kyrie pulls that. No, not at all. Hey, I'm not saying I think 
it's the likely outcome or even a probable Kyrie's outcome. a smart man. But he has it, the perfect situation at Boston. But you don't think Kyrie is, is a tad unpredictable? Sure, but he wants he wants his own team. He wants his own team. He wants to be the guy. He's not going to team up with KD or LeBron again. Not right now. Okay, I think the, the rumors about him teaming up with LeBron are hogwash. But Kyrie had a chance to pour water on the fire. And he poured gasoline Dude, Literally the day after he said he was coming out with a movie. I'm telling you, he just wants... Kyrie knows what he's doing. He's like... I don't love all the shit he says in the media, but he's a smart dude. Like he knows exactly what he's doing by not one hundred percent saying like yes, I am resigning. And and for the record, I don't want to take um what he was saying in New York last week out of context when he said, quote, I don't owe you shit. He was talking about the media. When you listen to the whole quote, it's because he's tired of them asking about what's gonna happen. And he wasn't talking about Boston, but of and he course, said he wants to come back. I mean, Kyrie doesn't want to be the villain. He's not going to leave after saying he wants to come back to fans. I sure, I sure hope not. No, but I think I don't know. In the back of my mind, it kind of like there's the little, you know, little voices like, "Well, maybe he'll go to New York." I'm like, I don't know. I really hope not, but I, um, I think it's a little, at least a possibility, but. You need the commitment from Kyrie to trade for AD. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, one would come with the other, I would hope. Yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, because if Kyrie leaves, ain't no way AD is staying. And if AD doesn't come, then maybe Kyrie leaves, but I hope not. Okay, let's play, let's play a little um, game real quick. I'm going to say okay. a player. You tell me what team you think they are playing for opening night next season. Oh, jeez. Kyrie Irving. Boston Celtics. Same. Kevin Durant. New York Golden Knicks. State Warriors. Anthony Davis. Um, Boston Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a freaking homer. Um, I kind of want to say Celtics too, though, so that makes me a homer too. Uh, no, I'll go Lakers. I'll go Lakers. But, Lakers are gonna give up the whole team, the whole boat. All right, let's let's just do a little more AD. Who else is out there that could trade for him? Do you think, or, or this summer? Because the Lakers are there, the Celtics are there. What other team can put together a, a suitable group of assets? Yeah, like I don't to trade like for? Toronto could put together a really good package for him. I think. I mean, come on, Gasol, OG, Pascal in a first. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to get a yeah, but they're gonna want they're gonna want whoever's giving it to them. They're gonna want at least a couple firsts, I think. Um, which yeah, is no, good. that's Why the true. Have so many. See, if the Celts, the perfect scenario for the Celts is, hey, we'll give you Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and like four first round picks. Like, just give them like the Grizzlies pick, the Kings pick. Two future picks. Like, who cares? We have a treasure chest of picks. Time to right. cash them in four. for the superstar. True. Because you can only have so many players on your team. Yeah. And then you trot out freaking right. Kyrie, right. Tatum, and Anthony Davis, and nobody stopping you in the East. So, my ideal trade is Jalen Horford and all those picks. And I wouldn't be too mad about Tatum, Horford, and all those picks. 
It's, I mean, who would you rather give up in a trade? Marcus Smart or Al Horford? For in a trade for Anthony Davis. I'm just saying, who would you rather keep if the Celtics made a move for anybody? I mean, granted, the only move they're probably going to make for is for AD. AD. Yeah, so but. if it was for AD, I'd want Al Horford because it's win now. Oh, uh, yeah. But you would want Al I'd Horford? Want, I'd want stay? Al Horford instead of Marcus, yes. And I love Marcus, I, dude. I'm like so team Marcus. Yeah, same. But I would, I, it's, I know it doesn't, probably doesn't make much sense, but Marcus Smart is a really good player. Playoff Al. We Al is great. I'm not discounting anything Al does. All right, you got any more players where you, where I think they're going to end up? Kawhi, where do you think he's going to end up? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Clippers, Raptors. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Butler. What was that, Jimmy Butler? Yep. Dang, that's such a wild card. <laughs> right, that's the hard. That's the most loaded question of all. Time. Back in Chicago, no, nah, no way. <laughs> yeah, man, that one's tough. You know what? Give me Chicago. That'll be my guess for right now. Houston. How are they paying Jimmy Butler? They getting rid of Capella? CP3? The owner's paying the luxury tax. And, and they're, they're going to go everybody. four max deals. Um, yeah, sounds about right. No, um, no, I have no idea. Um, I was just throwing one out there that That's might be what fun. I thought. Um, yeah, they have so much money on the books. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, but, all right, so I think that, that wraps up a pretty fun trade deadline. And pretty brutal Celtics Lakers. The the rivalry anew didn't start I'm out psyched great. Psyched for the 2021 Lakers Celtics final. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I think that about that about wraps it up. Any final thoughts on the trade? No. Just besides the NBA's no, amazing. man, good to talk to you again. Um, I've been watching the Spurs Trailblazers game in the background while we've been talking, and Spurs are on a pretty big comeback. So. Uh, Spurs are fun, man. Derek White. Every night in the NBA like matters this year too. The West is so tight, and I mean, I guess not really in the East, but in the West, every night matters. So I'm really enjoying it. All right, that's true. Uh, All right, man. Make sure to get some uh, get some ice on your knees, man, so you can get back next week. Yes, sir.